Hello and welcome to Financial Education Formation. My name's Warren Shute and today we're going to talk to you about Financial Planning Week and how to work with a financial planner. This episode of The Money Planner has been sponsored by Idealo, the price comparison website. Okay, folks, do you feel that you um, are not making progress financially? Do you put money aside but don't have any real purpose for it? Um, do you feel you have goals that you're yet to achieve? Well, these are great questions and perhaps you should go and meet with a financial planner. And this week, uh, from the 5th to the 11th of October, is Financial Planning Week. Now, Financial Planning Week is an initiative which has been running for, I would say, decades now, as long as I can remember anyway, a long time. Um, it's headed by the Chartered Institute for Securities and Investment, and it is an initiative to get across the public the benefits of financial planning and working particularly with a certified financial planner. And a certified financial planner is typically the pinnacle of a financial planning profession. So what I want to do in this session is really talk to you a bit about um, Financial Planning Week, working with a financial planner, and then um, the different sort of levels of financial planners that you've got out there and what, what, how they come across. So um, Financial Planning Week is a week-long initiative, like I said, from the 1st to the 11th, and you're able to pick up the phone or go online and book a one-hour pro bono free, no cost, no implications, um, consultation with a financial planner and the financial planner him or her will then take you through the process within the hour of working out with you some of your goals aspirations and what they can do for you and how they can help now obviously they've got an hour so they can't create a full financial plan for you um, in my office that will probably take us about three or four hours and then it takes me about an hour to two hours typically to deliver that to a client so it's a taster session, okay? So let's be, you know, set expectations. It's a taster session, but it enables you to get involved and get in front of at the moment because of Corona via Zoom or WebEx or Teams or whatever their uh, remote system is, or maybe on the phone. You know, sometimes we just do it over the phone. And you can experience and feel and see what the financial planner has to say and whether it's right for you. Um, it's a great, great initiative. It really is. I get involved with it every year. Some years we do presentations. Some years we do sort of um, clinics. Uh, we do, Because of the coronavirus, we're just doing sort of consultations this year. Um, but it's a great opportunity for you to discuss your goals, your dreams, your ambitions, and have a professional, someone who's been doing it for years, talk to you and say, okay, I think you're on the right track, but have you considered this? Have you considered this? Have you thought about doing it this way? Or maybe what you don't want to hear is, hey, do you know what? maybe your aspirations are a bit off track. To achieve those, you're going to have to make these changes. You're going to have to do this. So it's never a no answer. Does that make sense? Or it's rarely a no answer. And our aim, I think, as financial planners is to help people. In our nature, most virtually all financial planners want to help people so we want to help you achieve your aspirations your goals so we're not going to say ah, you can't do that um so whether it is i want to retire at 50 um i want to move to the coast and buy my dream home i want to help my children through 
um, education or maybe buy their first home, whatever your aspiration is. It might be, I wanna make sure I'm secure in my old age and I don't have to rely on my children, so I've got my retirement and my care fees sorted. Whatever it might be for you. You know, some of you it might be, I wanna make a million pounds, how do I do it? So having that consultation, have that initial touch base with the, with the financial planner um, is really, really important. And Financial Planning Week is a great opportunity for you to do this. It is free. The uh, financial planners put their name, names forward pro bono to encourage the development of the profession um, and to give people an introduction, say, hey, we're actually nice people. We're not all sort of snooty and not very friendly. Um, we're actually very nice people and we like to help people. And you can help us by coming to the consultation, coming to the free meeting um, with some clear goals and objectives. So what you what you want to achieve, having some kind of indication of what you earn, what you spend, what you have and what you owe. Maybe we talk about Ali all the time, your assets, liabilities, income, expense. If you've got that in the background, so you've got your assets, liabilities, income, expense in the background, you've got that written down, you've got some questions for the financial planner, some goals and aspirations you want to achieve. If you come to the consultation, they're going to say something along the lines of, how can I help? And then you can say, well, this is what I want to achieve. And they're going to ask, then go into the question. So I'll, I'll touch on how that session might work. Now, it's how I carry mine out at the end of the day. Obviously, there are hundreds of financial planners, thousands across the UK. Um, I don't know how each of them is going to get involved and carry theirs out, but it's how I run my meetings. Um, quick thing about financial planners and financial advisors, because it's a huge question I get regularly from people, and I think it's a bit of a confusion um, in the industry or out in the public um, about what they do. So a, a true financial planner. So let me let me preframe this, okay, and say that because financial planning is amazing, lots of people masquerade or say they're financial planners when they're really not. They're just product shifters. They're selling you a product. Um, but they call themselves financial planners because you know as a public, our oh, financial planners are at the pinnacle. They're good. I want to go and see one of those. So really, a true financial planner will ask you questions like, hey, tell me, how do you want to live the rest of your life? You know, if we were having this conversation three years from now, what needs to happen both personally and professionally in order for you to feel fulfilled in your aspirations? You know, dig in deeper. What's important to you about a financial planner? What's important to you about money? So I'm racing through these questions quickly because they're not there for you to answer in this session. It's really to say, that's the kind of thing a financial planner is going to ask you, as opposed to how much would you like to put your pension? Would you like to change from the UK equity fund to the international global fund? Um, would you like to buy some term insurance for £100? Would you like to do this, that and the other? It's more about you. Do you kind of get what I'm sort of saying? So a financial planner um, works with you and what you want to achieve, whereas a financial advisor, and hey, there are some excellent financial advisors out there. I'm not knocking financial advisors. There are some excellent financial advisors out there, but they're not financial planners, okay? They're different. They'll work in a typically a specific product area and if you just want some very technical advice on your pension then perhaps you go and see a financial advisor you know very well qualified good financial advisor who can give you very specific advice on your pension and just that area but they won't look at anything else you know so it's horses for courses what you're looking for but a financial planner would look at you and say hey just tell me why are you getting up in the morning you know, what are you looking to achieve you know is life is not a continuum you know, we have an end date. All of us are going to have an end date. That's one thing that's certain. 
and life is getting less and less and less, then one day we're going to reach that end date. And the what's your outcome for that period of time in between? That sounds a bit deep, isn't it? Because you go and you want to talk about finances. But finances are really just the oil that allows the engine to work of life, allow things to go on. So it's really about financial planning is, why do you get up in the morning? Why do you do it? You know, why do you go to work? What are you trying to aim for? So if you're aiming for this thing over here, but you're in that direction, you're never going to hit it. It doesn't matter how hard you work. You work your socks off. If you're running in the wrong direction, you're not going to reach your goal. So you've got to align things. And that's what a financial planner do. They'll align things together for you. They won't do a radical recall so you thrown into the dark and don't know what to do. They'll just give you some pointers and guidance of just tweaking you along the right direction. Um, and that's why I wrote the money plan. That's why I wrote the money plan because there's so many people out there who don't feel they have enough money or feel intimidated to go to see a financial planner. I know after 25 years of being in the business how wonderful financial planning is. And I wanted to share that with you in the money plan. So the money plan is the five steps that I go through with my clients. Um, and let me just give you a little bit of an overview and how I work with my clients. It is not a sales pitch for Lexington. What it is is, okay, this is sort of thing I could expect from a financial planner. So it's all about financial planning week. Um, and I'll give you some notes at the end on how to get involved with that. So typically we'll have an initial call. Um, I call it a screening call, I'll be honest. And it's really to see whether I can add value to you and whether you like me, whether you like what I say. You know, because like I said just now, you might be looking for specific advice in a certain area. So I had a phone call just not re not that long ago uh, with someone local, very wealthy individual who was a consultant or something, retired, had a, I think it was a million pound or 800,000 pound pension fund. And his specific advice was he wanted to move his pension from, I think it was Lloyd Bank to Scottish Widows. That's it. He was in drawdown, so he was drawing his money. He didn't want any advice on his funds. He didn't want any advice on anything else. His brother was an accountant. He wanted to move his pension from this scheme to this scheme. That was it. He'd chosen the schemes. Could I help? I can't. I can't help because that's not what I do. You need a financial advisor. That's what a financial advisor would. They would just do that bit. But let me explain to you what I do do. You know, I would then open up and, and do my planning and stuff, but it wasn't what that individual wanted. So it's not always what people want. And that's what, you know, trying to be neutral here, trying to be fair. Although I think financial planning is the best option. Whereas typically in that screening call, the people would sort of give me some ideas. And I'd say, well, okay, well, this is the kind of thing that I'd be looking at. I'd be looking at creating a financial plan for you where we looked at your assets and liabilities, income and expansion now and over the years ahead. Um, and we'll work so we can achieve those ambitions, those goals that you've got in the most cost-effective way. So whether it's retiring early, helping your children through school, making sure your wife is okay or your husband's okay if one of you predeceased you um, and your assets pass down to your beneficiaries. Is that the kind of thing you'd be looking for? Um, and if it is, if they're looking for that overall um, package, then we arrange a discovery meeting. Well, the discovery meeting or the initial meeting um, generally is a bit more about them. And that's where I ask them, hey, do you, just tell me what's important to you about money. So what I'm looking for here, are what are your values? What's important to you? So if you're an accumulator, well, I have more money. I grow my money. I become wealthier. Um, you know, if you're an accumulator, I know that, well, okay, it's important that we start putting money aside so you start accumulating your money. Um, most people say that I have enough, that I enjoy my standard of living, that my standard of living doesn't change. So, okay, so it's almost like a preservation mode now. So we want to make sure that we can maintain that with inflation and we can keep pace with your objectives because we have bigger goals and ambitions as we get older. 
Um, we want to buy more things and holiday more. But also, hey, I don't want to lose this stuff. I've, I've, I've came to this level of wealth so far. I, I don't want to lose this. Um, and I talked to them about, you know, um, what's important to you about your relationship with your financial planner? You know, is what are you looking for with a financial planner? And then we start looking at goals. So if we're having this conversation three years from today, what would need to happen both personally and professionally in order you be happy and fulfilled with your progress? So can I help them meet their ambitions? Can I help them achieve their goals? So they're here today. They want to be here in three years time, 36 months, which is a lovely tangible period of time. I've always found that setting goals a year goes too quick. You know, this year's all, oh, nearly over. Can you believe it? You know, I'm recording this at the end of September. Um, we're nearly going into the last quarter of the, I had a check then, didn't I? Going the last quarter of the year of 2020. Um, and I can remember coming back in Australia over Christmas. I can remember flying back from Australia in January, just like it was a few weeks ago. You know, years go so quick. Five years is a bit far. It's, it's, five years is okay, but it's just sometimes a bit far for people to touch. But 36 months, three years, well, three years is quite a manageable period of time people like. So we set goals typically on a 36-month basis. Don't get me wrong, we have a compelling vision. We have a broad thing that we're, we're looking for, what we want to achieve, what our end, end goal, uh, end game looks like. And we have five-year goals and things, but we typically have a three-year goal that we work mostly with, along, along with one year and quarterly check-ins. So if we're having this conversation three years from now, what is it you want to achieve? Um, what kind of things? You know, when, when are you looking to retire? When are you looking to, I hate the word retirement, but I can't think of a better word for it. So if you know something, pop it in the notes section or message me. But you know, when are you looking to slow things down or when are you looking to take yourself out of the day-to-day -day work and have some more time for you and the family? When are you looking to change things? Would you hope to help your children through college, university, onto the housing ladder? You know, the number of parents and grandparents who want to set up pensions for their children. We do that all the time. It's a great, a great thing for them to do. Then we look at relationships. You know, who's important to you and who's who relies on you? Because we want to know what 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 what's your lifestyle like? You know, what what, what who, who are you around for? So, you know, if they're saying things like, well, actually, it's really important to me. I want to go and live on the south of France on the coast, but my mother, who is seventy years old, is very very healthy in Sarancester or locally. Um, I want to keep keep an eye on her, and look after her. There's a conflict, and sometimes people don't look into those conflicts, and they need our help to do that. Um, so we go through this whole remit, and this is just a discovery meeting. So remember, there's no products mentioned here. I'm not interested yet. I do go on about assets and liabilities later on, but I'm not really interested just yet. I'm really interested about the individual. And then one at the end of that, I said, well, okay, I think I can help you achieve your ambitions because I know what your goals are. I think I can do that. And let me explain to you the next stage. And the next stage would be we would gather all the data in from them and the providers. Okay, so we only ask you what you need, but we gather in from the providers all the data they need. And then we create a financial roadmap. So we create a blueprint of what their life looks like both now and over the years ahead. We typically project to age 100. So we know what income is likely to come in because their salary told us when they want to stop working, change their job. We know what assets they got so we can project their retirement income. We know what liabilities they got, we know when they're due. So we can create this blueprint, this, this plan, this financial plan. It's called a cash flow of what life looks like for them financially. And then we run through it with them live. So I don't create a report for them, give them the report because that's a static document. Planning is dynamic, it changes. So we do that on the screen. It used to be in my office. Now it's over Zoom. We just share the screen. And I say, well, this is what it looks like now. Let me tell you, if you retired five years early, what it looks like, I can just change the planning on it straight away. 
if you put this much money away, this is what you would do. You know, and we can look at different scenarios, and it's, we also look at scenarios like you know, if you were to predecease your wife, or if your wife predeceased you, or vice versa, um, disability, and we can look at scenarios. And then at the end of it, we conclude what the cash flow and the financial plan is going to be like, and then what's going to happen, what the implementation implementations are. And sometimes those implementations are products. So sometimes we say, okay, you need to put more money into your pension because it's going to be very tax efficient for you, and you're going to build up some more money for retirement. Sometimes it's, hey, do you know what? You can help your children now. You can give them that money, and you can tell by the cash flow that it's made no difference. So we're much more keen on you gifting money to your relatives and your children now during your lifetime where you see their enjoyment than they inherit it on your death when they might feel a bit of um, guilt of receiving it because they never earned it. So um, that's why financial planning is so wonderful. And then we look at the estate planning and what happens if you do pass away and make sure everything's secure. But that's why financial planning is so wonderful and that's why I go on about it so much. Um, and that's what a financial planner does. You know, so it kind of does the financial advice bit, but only right at the very end. We do all the planning first. Um, and that's why I'm really keen on as many of you as you can to get involved with Financial Planning Week. Okay, So what you need to do to get involved with Financial Planning Week, you need to go to cisi.org forward slash find a planner. So CISI stands for Chartered Institute for Securities Investments. That's our professional body. CISI.org forward slash find a planner and on there you just type in uh, you don't it's a drop down list you put the area of the country you're in and there'll be different planners there but get involved it starts on monday and lasts for one week um, alternatively you can just pick up the phone just call call 0207-645-0777 so i'll read that back one more time so zero two sorry zero two zero seven six four five zero seven 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 okay enough on financial planning Big five, what are people doing this week? So, not people doing this week, sorry. Big five, what you need to know about a financial planner, things that they will do. I've kind of covered most of the things already, but I just wanted to touch base. Number one, okay, a financial planner will help you clarify and quantify your goals. So, I want to retire in five years' time. That's great. That's a goal. Now, we need to quantify it. How much do you need to ensure that you never run out of money? And that's an objective for financial planners. Um, they'll help you get financially well organized. Now I go on all about all the time about Ali being your best friends, your assets, liabilities, income, and expenditure. But not only just knowing what they are, but helping you know that when they're going to be paid off. So when your income is going to change, when your expenditure like uh, is going to change, when are your debts going to be paid off, and how are your assets going to look in the future. We spoke. I spoke previously about this financial roadmap, this cash flow. They'll help you. Step three. They'll help you create a financial roadmap of what your future looks like. Okay. Number four, they can help you plan for those catastrophes in life. We all know life isn't a smooth, straight road. There's curves and obstacles and boulders in there. Those curves, obstacles, boulders can sometimes become a catastrophe. So premature death, disability, long-term care, they'll help you plan for that and they can help you cost it as well so it doesn't destroy you, destroy you financially, that is. Um, and they'll also enable you to structure your affairs so it passes down to the next generation without hassle or worry in the most efficient way. So we don't do all the trust writing, but we can do we can act as the GP, the person in the middle, to get everything put into place. Okay, so they're the top five things I think a financial planner does. And do you know what? We didn't even mention investment returns because that's just a given, right? You just expect the doctor to make sure that your heart's ticking on properly. It's just one of those things. Um, so, okay, so main body of the news this week. I was gobsmacked when I read this. Okay, ever wonder what data is worth? 
listen to this, Snowflake, so this is a company in America, a data warehousing company, recently became the largest software company to IPO, initial public offering, list on the stock exchange, okay? So listed on the stock exchange, the largest company ever, okay, to do so. Initially, they expected the price of the shares to trade about $75 to $85. When it went public, it was already $120. Okay, so almost double, not quite, but almost double. Before it closed, it closed at $300 in the first day of trading. Today, it's around $229, okay, so it's pulled back a bit, but up to $300. Oh, I couldn't believe it. Um, it broke another record for not only being the largest company listed ever, um, it became the largest company to ever double in value on the opening day, reaching a market capitalization, so a whole valuation of $75 billion. Now, on top of that, I actually don't think it makes a profit. <laughs> so it's just bizarreness, bizarreness. I'm pretty sure it doesn't make a profit. Quite hold me to that. I didn't check it, but I was told it doesn't make a profit. So, yeah, fascinating. Um, Rishi Sunak uh, this week announced is uh, the autumn 2020 budget was cancelled. No real surprise, I don't think, with everything that's going on. Um, it's too much variety or uncertainty to set plans. But he did announce his winter economy plan, which gave further help to the employed, particularly those in vulnerable uh, sectors, employment. Um, extension on the self-employed income support scheme and also flexibility and help with both tax payments and if you've taken out loans, uh, bounce back loan or the coronavirus bill loan. So you know, more support from the government um, to make sure that they're doing what they can. Questions this week. Uh, my son um, is in and out of work. I want to help him with a pension. I've got £3,000 into it. Yes, you can. You can put money into a pension for anyone, even a newborn baby. I encourage you to do it for your children, grandchildren. But you can only pension up to 100% of their earnings or £3,600 a year gross, 2800 net. So I suggest you reduce it to 2880 and then um, you know for certain it will all be allowable for tax relief. Um, second question, I'm married with a mortgage and children. How much life insurance I have? Well, two open questions. I don't know all the background, but basically you need enough life insurance to cover your mortgage and debts. That's a mortgage protection policy. And then you need a, a family income benefit plan to uh, cover replaced income when you pass away. So you need two policies per person, and those policies need to be written to trust. So a mortgage protection and income, uh, family income benefit. Smarter Spender. So this podcast is sponsored by Idelo, the price comparison site. It's a site that I use and my family use. I only used it just today, actually, um, just looking up some uh, things for the house. Um, it's a fantastic app, and they give us some data for the back of the, the show. A um, couple of things. What a dipped in price this week. We've seen watches down 14%, which is awesome. I'm after a new watch myself, so I'm going to have a look. Um, and garden, garden sheds are down 6% than less than last week so i actually bought a garden shed just after lockdown um so i could clear this room out bung all the crap into the garden shed so i bought this as a um, studio and i got mine from costco so um you know we mentioned snowflake earlier not making money costco great company sound fundamentals and makes a profit um christmas is approaching folks and this week is the sorry october not this week october this month coming up is the cheapest month of the year to buy perfume. Can you believe that? So if you're struggling for a gift at Christmas, maybe buying some perfume in October would be a good idea. 
good organization get them in early get them wrapped get them hidden away so then when the special day comes at christmas you can enjoy the festivities worrying rather than worrying about wrapping all your gifts and things so october is the cheapest day for perfume and also we reckon this week people will be um talking about and getting ready for prime day which pretty much we feel is going to be coming up to sort of october time so next month but it's not been confirmed yet so we're waiting to hear but prime day is normally in july but they think they've pushed it back to july so i love doing these episodes uh for you um, i get a lot of enjoyment and fulfillment from them i love answering your questions i do answer all of them i know i've got a few questions to answer but i try and i've answered them but i've not aired them on show i do make sure i try and do as many as i can on show um they're kind of building up see please get in touch let me know how you're doing. Anything you'd like me to cover, financial related or psychology related, very happy to do so. Um, it's my pleasure. And um, until next week, please keep safe and remember, spend wisely.